Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Coaching here in Carolina, Carolina. <laughs> I can't wait to see him win a bunch of games. Yeah, <laughs> it's Weston Walker talking about the new hire in the Queen City, baby. Yeah, <laughs> do we like that? That was beautiful. That was dope to do that right off the top like that, man. Going off with the dome. thinking on your feet. See, this like is that. these are the great things that can happen when Billy Joel does not bring in two o'clock on a Friday. Yes. Yeah, have some upbeat, man. We did have something upbeat. Now, Fiddy, I know is frustrated. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How, how do we? How do we think Fiddy is feeling <laughs> if Fiddy did not get to hear Piano Man, but did just get to use that and clown me for the rest of time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he's gonna be a little bittersweet because I think he enjoyed the fact that he's now got some great content to be able to. Uh, clown you about and you yeah. going forward. All right. 704 said that was awful. I know it was. I apologize to everybody, but also I don't it's apologize. Meant to be 704 is just a hater. That was beautiful. That's dude. right. Thank you. Sorry, All right. Baby. Speaking of something else that's going to be beautiful, I can't wait to shrop it like it's hot. Shropping. Uh, going to be the first time that you're driving this segment? Yeah. You nervous a little bit? Maybe. That's okay. You'll do a great job. Time now to shrop it like it's hot with Aaron Shropshire. Mm. All right, so all this sound from the day is going to be focusing on the Dave Canales hire, or as Mac would call it earlier this morning, the Dan Canales hire. Um, good job, Mac. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. <laughs> but uh, so first, we're actually going to go to an interview yesterday that was on the Kyle Bailey show. It was Rick Stroud, and it was talking about how he might be a little bit hesitant about Canales, saying that he kind of struggled as a first-time play caller, but he could be a better head coach than an offensive coordinator. Like anybody doing something for the first time, uh, you know, it was difficult. Uh, I think he struggled uh, learning the players. Um, certainly he was overmatched uh, early in the season against some of the better defensive coordinators in the league. They got off to a 3-1 and one start, and, and then, you know, the bottom kind of fell out for him. Um, you know, I give Todd Bowles a lot of credit. Dave, obviously the, one, the first thing you're going to understand about him is just how freaking positive he is you know um every day as he says he's, he wakes up it's first and 10 <laughs> it wasn't first and 10 a lot around here uh, especially early in the season but um you know in some ways uh, he could he could actually be a better head coach than Blake Aller um because you know that job is different right it's about setting the tone and um he gets a lot of credit obviously for you know Baker Mayfield season I guess so you know, it's still when you've only done thing well, something one time around the league, you're still pretty new at it. He's still learning, and now he's got to learn a whole new, you know, bunch of players. So Rick Stroud not exactly as happy as some of the other people, right? And I guess you could hear this a little bit in Ira Kaufman talking about uh, the Dave Canales hire with Mac and Bone earlier today. What do you think about what Rick Stroud had to say about Canales there, Wes? Um. We've heard in interviews throughout the week how experience calling plays is kind of overrated. That was the gist that I got from the information that we took in. 
Um, no, that's true because we see a lot of first-time guys calling plays, come in and have success. I wonder if it's almost an advantage because there's just not a lot of tape on you, right? So there's it's really hard because, okay, Slowick, Shanahan tree. Do I just go watch a bunch of Shanahan tape? I, that's the best I can do, right? Like, I do wonder... It, Honestly, that might even be a little bit of a mark against Canales. How do you do in your second and your third year? Because your first year, there's not a lot of tape. And so, yeah, I'm with you. The inexperience, okay, I get it. It's almost like an advantage, though, the first season. And then the second year, you start to worry about it. I don't know. It's hard to make sense of that. Well, I was thinking about, too, just how people talk so much about how positive he is. And I'm like, man, between him and Bryce... We're definitely going to be – the Panthers will definitely be the positive pause, man, between your <laughs> head coach and your quarterback. There's going to be positivity abound uh, in that building. We're going to be skating on rainbows here in the Queens. Yeah, right about that. Kumbaya, baby. All positive <laughs> vibes. Only positive vibes. Well, something to maybe not be positive about is the news that we saw that Dave Canales and Dan Morgan are both still going to have to report to David Tepper every week. And Mike Florio on um, Pro Football Talk brought this up and said that he's – Kind of concerned about the relationship that Canales will have with David Tepper. Expectations are going to be low externally. The problem is internally, you're dealing with an owner who clearly wants to win, who clearly gets upset when things don't go his way, who would be inclined to throw a drink on somebody when things don't go his way. And you've got to accept the fact if you take that job that you're going to be dealing with the owner on a regular basis. Now, maybe the owner is making promises about stepping back and not meeting with the coach on a regular basis, communicating with the coach on a regular basis, asking a bunch of questions, getting in the way of what the coach is trying to do. Maybe he's promised to do that. It's one thing to promise it. It's another thing to do it. The relationship's never going to be any better than it is on the day the relationship is struck. And shame on the coach who takes a job thinking that David Tepper is going to be different Said mm. shame on him, Wes. I mean, <laughs> I love shame on by Wu-Tang, but uh, that's not the type of shame on I, that, that you're looking for right there if you're a Panthers fan because we've already discussed the statement coming out that they're going to have to report to David Tepper directly. Then you hear that right there, and you hear the, the, the haunting sentence basically telling you to paraphrase that a tiger doesn't change its stripes. And so everybody's going to look to see how this relationship is going to go because a lot of people were talking about how the Harbaugh's and the, the Vrabel's and those guys might not have mixed with Tepper because of this, but then we bring up the fact that Frank Reich told Tepper no, but then we see how that relationship went. And so, man, all you could do is hope for the best at this point because that's not a ringing endorsement, but Tepper kind of doubled down on that by saying what he said about them having to report to him. I'm a big proponent of who is the messenger on some of this stuff. And so especially when we get into the NFL insiders, because they matter, they have a ton of information and they are fed that information. They get to pick when they release it. They want to break that news before anybody else, but also how do each of these guys operate? Ian Rappaport. Okay. He's a guy that is breaking a lot of the Carolina Panthers news. He's the one that broke the Dave Canales hire. I have to imagine that David Tepper is at least one source, but that's all guessing. It's a pretty damn good guess, though, I would say. The thing about Ian Rappaport is he's the one that's going on NFL Network telling everyone he's really not that meddling. 
like the throwing of the drink, okay, that's bad. <laughs> but he's really not involved as much as people might think he is. But then here's Florio, and he ain't breaking any news on the Carolina Panthers. Florio is telling you what he thinks about David Tepper, especially when you put it on your team website right up that Canales, along with Morgan, is going to first report yeah, to David Tepper. I just Tepper. think that was a detail that just wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. or it, And here, sure, I'm glad you're telling us the truth, but also that doesn't make anybody feel good. It doesn't make anybody feel good whatsoever, and that's what Florio was speaking to a little more so, and he's been very critical of David Tepper, and I think that's why people understand. I think the fan base here is all with what Florio is talking about here with the Panthers owner. Well, and someone that is feeling good is someone that uh, I've seen on the text line. A few people, maybe people want to have him as an offensive coordinator, maybe at least have him come in for an interview, and that is Dan Orlovsky. He said he actually loves the Canales hire for Bryce Young, but also for the Panthers' O-line. Postseason, of course, as we all just saw. Dan, what do you think about this move by the Panthers? I I love it. The more you think about it, it's a meteoric rise for Canales. I I had been adamant that they needed to hire an uh, an offensive-minded coach in Carolina strictly to rebuild Bryce Young. I don't care what anybody says, how mentally tough he is. He was beat down this year, and it's going to be paramount that that coach, now Dave Canales, goes in and rebuilds that confidence and rebuilds that self-belief in that young man because he was the number one pick for a reason, and he watched C.J. Stroud do what C.J. Stroud did, and he's got to be thinking, well, why couldn't I have been placed into that situation? And Canales could just lay out the resume. Here, this is what I've done the past few years. These are the quarterbacks that I've been a part of, and so I don't think it's only just Bryce, though. I think the, the other thing that was, I guess, surprising in Carolina this year was how bad this offensive line was. I think one of the things that Canales did well for Baker and Tampa was he didn't stress that offensive line a ton. His play calls were really married together with time uh, in regards to getting the ball to Baker's hands and not stressing that unit, I think that unit gets better. And in turn, Bryce Young bounces back quickly. We know we need help at the offensive line. If Dave Canales can bring that kind of help as well, it would be um, getting a pretty high approval rating. Of course, we would love that. Here's the other thing, too. the, The positive energy, the positive vibes that Dave Canales brings, I do like it. I think Bryce needs it, especially if it's true. And I think we could see it that he got broken down last year. And it's just a terrible situation. And you could even you could even see Bryce talk about it at the end of the season. The tough part about it was losing the head coach in Frank Reich. I do think Bryce genuinely cared about his head coach in Frank Reich. He talked about that being rock bottom for him. We've had a lot of rock bottoms as a Panthers fan base, but Bryce's was losing Frank Reich and I guess somewhat being responsible for a guy getting fired. That's got to be tough, right? And so if you're broken down, Here's somebody that is generally pretty positive. Now you bring somebody that matches that energy. I like that. If you lose, it's going to be tough to be positive. But they were 4-7 and seven in Tampa. And you had Baker Mayfield. And so what I like about Canales' personality is that even when things were bad, even when it didn't look like you were going to get to the postseason, it does feel like that team rallied around Canales and Todd Bowles, who's even keel. And I think that mattered a lot, too. That's what Ira Kaufman was talking about. So 
Canales also being able to still preach a message with his individual personality, even when things were tough, even when they were losing football games. That's what I like about that, too. It didn't wane like that effect was, oh, God, OK, here's Mr. Rainbow and Sunshine mm-hmm. dog. Get us to a winning record and then maybe I'll adhere to it. Now, they were still you know, carrying out that message. And I think that matters. Well, yeah. And positivity is always going to play into it as long as it's not overdone and as long as it doesn't feel fake. And from all accounts, everything you've heard about him it's authentically him and he doesn't do it in a way that's going to be off-putting to people because yeah as human beings yeah you want to be positive you want to be upbeat you want to be happy but sometimes i mean i don't know maybe it's just me but sometimes when somebody's just too too much you just like yo man chill out like i don't want to hear that but i think that from what you gather from this guy he does it in a way that the players can relate to and that's helpful to the players because like I said it's a long season players have a lot of stuff going on on and off the field and so they need that 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 positive approach especially when things aren't going well and I think the Panthers are going to need that this year uh I don't anticipate them being as bad as they were this year but in the event that things don't start out on the right foot they need a guy that's going to keep things uh going in that locker room and, and keep them looking at the positive side of things and what could be yeah and it feels like not having known them you know at, at least with what we see on social media, it feels like we're kind of painting a picture that the Panthers just hired SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> like, I don't, we we can have varying levels of positivity while also just not, you know, being SpongeBob going around saying I'm ready all the time. Where there actually is some kind of football acumen to him, where there's also that football personality too. If everybody likes the guy, because I'm with you, West. Nobody wants to hear you positive all the time when you're losing football games. Yeah. It does feel like there is some balance. We just don't see it as much because I, I guess, why are you going to social media saying I'm mad? I, you know, that would be weird. I'd actually be weirded out if you started doing that. So I'm here for the personality of one Dave Canales. Thanks to Aaron Shropshire for shropping it. Like it's hot. You yeah. playing some of the national opinions, some of the Buccaneers beat writers opinions on Dave Canales as the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We'll move on. Two more segments to go. Final one here for us. Would another candidate have received a higher approval rating than Dave Canales? That's what we'll get into next. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I, I think there might be a game emerging on the text line, and I'd mm-hmm. want people to partake on it. Copeland, a.k.a. Jokeland, he said they didn't hire SpongeBob, and they didn't even talk to Squidward, and he viewed Squidward as Bill Belichick. That, is, I think, <laughs> that is amazing. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. He also said Matt Rule is Porky Pig, stuttering at the podium. Mm. I could see that. So now I want to play the game. What are some of the past Panthers coaches as cartoon characters? Hmm. Who do we think fits these people the best? Hmm. 704-570-9610. Feel free to let us know what Dave Canales is as a cartoon character. I don't think we really know about it yet. So we'll figure that out as we get to know Dave Canales. But we could have some pretty good answers for Matt Rule. We could have some good answers for Ron Rivera. And just all across the board, Dom Capers, there's got to be a cartoon with a hairpiece somewhere. Got to be. So we can figure that out as we go on.
Not a coach, but is David Tepper Mr. Krabs? It's all about money. Money, yeah, money, but he's money, cheap. Money. David Tepper, I yeah. wouldn't call cheap. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't know who David Tepper is as a cartoon character. There's got to be somebody. Mr. Yeah, Burns. Could he be Mr. Burns? I don't think so, man. They don't. It, they don't look alike. I got to yeah. think about that one. That one's tough to play at the top of the well, day. They both have the kind of bald at the <laughs> they top. They do. They, they are. They are both bald. Diabolical. See, uh, DJ Skinner. I did think this one as well. I really did have the same thought. I thought it was a little too specific. But DJ Skinner says, Dave Canales is Handsome Squidward. Mm. I agree with that. Uh, but maybe not the mood. I don't know what Handsome Squidward's mood was like. I was already out of SpongeBob by then. But I do like the, at least, uh, the looks of the comparison. Uh, we can continue to scroll down, scroll down. Um, yeah, has a ginger wife said, Mr. Krabs hired a good employee, unlike David Tepper. That's true. SpongeBob, mm. he was working. One of the first episodes ever. He's feeding all those anchovies, all those burgers. That's how he got the job. Anchovies. I'm well-versed in SpongeBob, by the way. <laughs> I, I see can, that. I, can, <laughs> I love it. I, see, I it can, was hard for me to do it because I was such a big superhero type of dude. Yeah. And I was coming up with the cartoons. But then I liked my share of silly stuff, too. But I was just trying to think of who I could compare them to. Oh, Yosemite Sam, David Tepper. Yeah, man. I got to tell people all the time, man. Those uh, Looney Tunes cartoons hit different when you're older, man. Wait, in a bad way? Oh, no. Or no, a good no, way? Oh, okay, way. good way. Okay, so you I get... I mean, when you're a kid, they're funny, but when you're an adult, man, they just yeah. get different. So you get nostalgic Ooh. about it. Ooh. Not just that. I mean, the stuff that they do, man, it's just funnier to you because you understand where it's coming from. And as an adult, some of the things you wish you could do to people or you just laugh about it because you just get the adult side of right. the humor. Well, of Bugs it. Bunny... Raunchy little cartoon he had. Yeah, he was. Cartoon <laughs> character. What are you uh, woeing about there, Shrop? 704, I think, nailed it on the head. Tepper's Carter Pewterschmidt. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. What is Carter Pewterschmidt? What is that? Pewterschmidt, it's... Uh, you said Pewterschmidt. <laughs> in Family Guy, that's Lois's dad, the rich one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do like Family Guy. Uh, Tepper is Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> um, 980, he combined the superhero world here, Wes. He said mm -hmm. Tepper is definitely Lex Luthor. Rich bald man who sent our Superman into exile. I could see that. Yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, okay. I like that one. That's the best and the most creative one I've seen so far. Monica, he's getting a lot of comparisons. I see um, uh, Blooper the Brave said David Tepper's Wiley the Coyote, yeah. always chasing something. Um, hold on, always chasing something that he would never get. Uh, somebody called him Elmer Fudd. I don't think that that's... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they said he's just shooting all over the place, I guess, throwing <laughs> the drinks on people. I, I don't know if I would... I don't know if that's an apt comparison. Uh, Herman Photography, he says, David Tepper is the brain. Every day he's going to try to take over the NFL world. That. Those are pretty good, too. We got a couple of really good ones. I like the brain, and I really liked Lex Luthor the best. But the brain, he, it could never be him. The brain was Jerry Richardson. He actually looked like the actual character. The oh, brain is that's, Jerry Richardson. that's kind of funny, too. Yeah. But but I like the, as far as what they planned yes, on doing. Yes. Taking world domination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like both of them. You can text in 704-570-9610. All right. I hope somebody has a big old brain as the head coach of this Panthers team. I hope Dave Canales has that. And if so... Clearly, the approval rating would be much higher if they're having success a couple of years from now. I, I feel like we're getting somewhat of a mixed bag here on Canalis West. If I had to chalk it up and put it into percentages, I think, I don't know, 65% of the fan base likes it. 
maybe 35 doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're filling those percentages. What do you think about the approval rating right now as far as what you've seen? And is there a candidate that would have received a higher approval rating amongst the candidates that were realistically going to coach Carolina? Okay, so now you put that, the realistically. Okay, um, I would say the approval rating is, based off what I saw yesterday and what, I, what I've been seeing from this fan base, I'd go 60-40. Um, in the, the positive direction, yeah. I'd say about 60% were for this. So about three out of every five uh, texters that I saw that they liked the hire. Uh, the phone lines, like I said, in the few calls that we did take, none of those were positive in that direction. I think we had one that was kind of in the middle. But I would say the approval rating right now is about 60%, which I think for a head coach is fair. Now, out of the candidates that were possible, um, I think that, uh, Bobby Slowick would have been a little bit more juicy. Well, I think he's realistic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. he would have been juicy. Uh, Mike Vrabel, I think, might have the highest when you put it in the terms of the guys that were gettable and the guys that they interviewed. I would say Vrabel and then Ben Johnson, because they did go through one interview with him, I think his approval rating would have been highest of anybody. And then because of what it represents, everybody's saying that nobody should touch this job, this job being looked at as toxic. And if you're able to pull off the guy that you wanted all along, I think that's a big win uh, for the Panthers. Then I'd go Vrabel. Then I would go Slowick. Yeah, I think Vrabel, that would have been interesting to me. So many people didn't like the retread part of it. If you say that word, if you've been hired before and you didn't win the Super Bowl, or even if you did in Bill Belichick's case, They just want something new, and I get it. I'm kind of there as well, where I I like the unknown of the ceiling. But I I felt like a lot of people didn't want to see Vrabel as the head coach again, just because the last couple of years, they didn't get to the playoffs. If you approved of Mike Vrabel, it was because of what he did the first four seasons, and it's because you felt him as this macho man that could get through and be the football guy and be the alpha male that people wanted. But a lot of people I also thought didn't want to see him hired again I think Ben Johnson probably would have gotten the higher approval rating. I don't know how realistic that turned out to be. I think the money is always going to give David Tepper a shot for a lot of these coaching candidates, but everyone was saying Washington is a done deal. It's what everybody is saying. And Washington still doesn't have a coach, right? Like it, it's Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's going to be coaching the commanders and they're going to get the second overall pick and it's going to be Drake may or Jaden McDaniels and or Jaden Daniels. I'm too much immersed into the NBA <laughs> Jaden Daniels and they're going to see how it works. So I don't know how realistic Ben Johnson ever was. Slowick would have been interesting. I, I think, I think Slowick might've gotten a higher approval rating Wes, because think about it. If, if people's biggest knock on Canales is inexperienced, That's the same knock against Bobby Slowick, who's only called plays once. Both offensive coordinators have a postseason win now. So they both get beat in the second round. But Slowick, I think, having C.J. Stroud and being able to turn around the franchise of the Houston Texans, I think Slowick probably would have had a higher approval rating. But realistically, I don't know if there's many other people that would have gotten so much better than what Canales has, right? Like, at least... At least I think Slowick is the only guy that I can think of. So you didn't think Vrabel would have? I just I just don't think people, at least 
from what I saw on my timeline, yeah. what we've seen on the text line, mm-hmm. I just saw so many complaints about, great, here we are going after another coach that failed to make the postseason the last couple That's of fair. years. Yep. It's the retread stuff. People hate it. Mm-hmm. And there's context that needs to be applied to every situation. Most people were pretty surprised that Vrabel was fired. But that's why I think that the approval rating would have probably been the same about it as uh, as Canales. Yeah, and I think when people talk about the, the the seasoning on him only having one year as a coordinator, man, at the most, if you're a really good offensive coordinator that gets the tab of being hot, you're only going to be in that post for two years if you're supposed yeah. to be that guy anyway. So, like I said, I, I think the Panthers more than likely got this guy a year early. I agree. And and Beard Estate also writes in a good question. I think a lot of people are asking this too. He says, I am curious why Slowick didn't get a second interview. Was it him or was it us that didn't want to pursue it? Yeah, I don't know. Because there was only one interview. And even the Vrabel one, we were going to come in yesterday, Wes, and that was going to be the getting off the bus topic. It was going to be, okay, does Mike Vrabel have a real shot at this thing? But if you read Joe Person's write-up on The Athletic, he called that Vrabel interview a dog and pony show. Not real. And it makes sense because you're supposed to bring in Vrabel that day. Apparently they did in the morning. And then not too long after that, hell, I mean, it was noon when they announced it, when Ian Rappaport broke it that Dave Canales was going to be the guy. So I don't even know what happened. Did that interview just go poorly? Yeah. Was it a real interview in the first place? I don't know. That was kind of interesting. So let's kind of judge what we've seen from the other hires here. Do you think the Chargers made the best hire this offseason? If we want to include Ben Johnson with the Commanders too, let's just go ahead and assume that that's going to happen. Do we think the Chargers made the best hire out of any of the teams that had a vacancy this offseason? All right. When I think about this thing with Harbaugh, right, because being a guy that experienced Harbaugh as the coach of his team, uh, there's no doubt about it, his coaching acumen. But when you look at the team he's going to, the franchise that he's going to, if he's able to pull off winning big in L.A. with the Chargers, I think that's going to be a tremendous feat because we know that this is, for all intents and purposes, a snake-bitten franchise. Yeah. Uh, you look at this roster and everybody's like, oh, it's so talented, but it's very old. There are a lot of players on there who underachieve or either are hurt all of the time. And so that's going to be the interesting part with L.A. getting Harbaugh. Harbaugh, sure, great coach. Justin Herbert never wins anything. What else can you get him to do statistically that he hasn't done already? He puts up gaudy stats all the time, still doesn't win anything. All right, your main skill guys, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, um, Keenan Allen, always hurt. Uh, Offensive line, they're okay. Then you go on the defensive side of the ball, Bosa, always hurt. Khalil Mack had a great season this year, but he's very long in the tooth. Derwin James, always hurt as well. J.C. Jackson's another guy that suffered a lot of injuries. So that's the thing about it. I'm not sure Harbaugh's a slam dunk in L.A., but just based off his track record, he's won everywhere he's been. So I think that, you know, with all of that said, I would go with him uh, as the best hire. A lot of them have a lot of unknown because you're not sure what you're going to get. I'd love to see... Uh, Antonio Pierce do great with the Raiders. I think that's a great match. I think that's the best match as far as coach of the team, coach of the town, and the head coach they got. You couldn't yes. get more Raiders. Mm. You couldn't get, what'd you say, Shrop? I was just agreeing Shrop with you. preaching. Yeah. 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 Yes, Wes. It yeah. was a sagebrush yeah. preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. You can't get more uh, on brand with your head coach than Antonio Pierce. 
And that was a team that turned it around defensively. They became hard to score against. Yeah. And the team rallied around got Antonio. got the weapons. I mean, Aiden O'Connell shows promise. I don't know if he's going to end up being a top 10 quarterback, but he shows promise. They may go out and make a move for a guy uh, this offseason. And, and Gerard Mayo is a guy that I'm interested in to see how this thing turns out too, man. Uh, I, I want to see it. But I, I don't really feel like any of the hires at me have been – and the WTF category. Right. I, I haven't seen that either. Well, and it was that was the point. It was really hard to make that type of hire. Yeah. I guess the only one that would have gotten that reaction from me was Dan Quinn. That was the one guy I didn't want. Yeah. And and I I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Like Dan Quinn has the accolades as a defensive play caller, but and even he went to that Super Bowl as a head coach. No, he did. And then yeah, one of the biggest the biggest yeah. meltdown in Super Bowl history. It's just there's always a butt with Dan Quinn. You can always put enough weight on the other side of the scale to justify not hiring them. And especially after that kind of loss in the postseason, I often don't want to overreact to just the last game that you coached because there's so much evidence as to what you did throughout the regular season. But also, there was some really lackluster defensive performances this year. Yeah. They struggled against the run, too. Especially against winning teams. They did. And even, you know, that was a, a wild loss at the beginning of the season when they lost to Arizona. No one saw that coming. So you would just always have these times where the defensive unit did not look prepared. Sometimes the offensive unit with Mike McCarthy. And even Seattle, right? Like, if Seattle, if, if Dan Quinn finishes the season strong, then he's got to be a shoe-in to go back to Seattle, right? Doesn't that make sense? Because he was a part of the Legion of Boom. And he's not there, so I wonder what Seattle's going to do. Hold on, say that again. Who'd you say? Dan Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he could be, but from what I'm gathering, well, the that's what I'm saying. That I'm checking out, they're saying that they're waiting on the Baltimore uh, Mike McDonald. But Right, so that's what I was saying. If if he finishes it strong, yeah. then you would think okay. he would be yeah. the shoe in. No, 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 no doubt about it. Yeah, that they bring him back. But I didn't want to see that, though. I wanted to see – I mean, I, for the most part – I like to see the new guys get their shot yeah. at this thing. So, I, you know, with Seattle, I didn't want to see Dan Quinn go back there and they'd be trying to recreate the magic that they had when he was there, man. And more times than not, that's not going to go well. Um, I, I do think Ben Johnson's the only one I can cut. Bobby Slowick, higher approval rating. I think that's about it. And I saw some people write in on the text line also. Dave Canales was the only guy that they were going to get that would have gotten this kind of approval rating. Like, that would be the only one. Slowick, maybe, but they didn't go for a second interview. And so maybe that was the thing, right? Like, Canales didn't interview with anybody else. Is that a red flag to you at all? We can finish it up here. But is there a red flag, the fact that there wasn't another team that interviewed Dave Canales and Carolina brought him in twice and then ended up hiring him? Um, Off the top, I'm going to say no. Um, I think that... There's no science to this, so I, I don't read much into that. I don't necessarily, and I think for the Panthers, that could have been a good thing. I, I don't know the 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 want meter on these coaches as far as how bad they wanted to be the coach here in Carolina, but I think that it was pretty good because, again, I strongly felt like if Tampa Bay came back and had another successful season, he was going to be a top guy. And so go ahead and grab yeah. him now. And the fact that I think that he wasn't wanted, who knows? He could have, let's just say that there were four to five other teams that wanted him. Well, then do we feel like that he's in Carolina right now if that was the case? And so I think for the Panthers, it worked out in their favor. I, I don't I don't have an issue with that. No, you're right. That, that does go into the you hire him a year early 
And and before, okay, so if he goes back to Tampa, Baker goes for 4,200 passing yards, and he comes back to Tampa, and, you know, 30 and 10, very similar season, that means he's done it twice. Now everybody wants him again. So then you get a little bit rid of that inexperience tab. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. All right, let's go to one more segment here. We'll talk about what we're watching this weekend. We will give you our conference championship picks. And Shroppy, the degenerate that he is, Mm -hmm. going on underdog, he'll give you some of the picks that you should be also partaking in this weekend. One more segment to go on Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Weston Walker, you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I was trying to organize some of the cartoon characters you feel represent the members of the Panthers franchise in the past and in the present. Vernon said Zordon from Power Rangers because he keeps replacing his underlings each season. That's David Tepper. Does that make sense to you, Wes? Uh, Power Rangers was my joint, but I don't remember the villains well enough to recollect that. I was not a fan of Power Rangers. Really? Couldn't get into it. Which superhero stuff isn't like the most interesting thing to me. Mm-hmm. I liked superheroes. I liked yeah, I liked watching some of the movies and stuff. But Power Rangers, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. It yeah, was weird to me. I mean when Power Rangers dropped, man, that thing spread like wildfire. That was <laughs> every day after school. And I had an action figure. Shroppy, did you get into Power Rangers at all? Or was that a, was that too am I being old here? Uh, I think it was a little not like Is that old. before your time? I mean I was ninety nine, so Okay. I think a little bit, but I never really I mean, I never it was really, even before that. I think you're right. talking about maybe like the updated one because Power Rangers was popping when I was in middle school. Yeah, I uh, I never really got into Power Rangers. I was more of just like a Nickelodeon kid growing up. Oh yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. That's where I lived. I had a little cartoon network, a little bit of Disney Channel, but if you only gave me one channel to watch, it was straight up Nickelodeon. I also loved Boomerang with all the older Boomerang was cool. All the older ones. But on you there. had I think you had to have extra channels. You had to pay a little more Skrilla to get that boomerang, if I was not uh, mistaken. Yeah, we just had DirecTV growing up. So okay, maybe it was something different. Uh, Big Money Travis has a popular answer here on who David Tepper is. Um, Scrooge McDuck, the old duck and ducktails. Remember that? Now, ducktails was the joint. It's spitting coins and swimming them, swimming in them at the same time. Yeah. Scrooge I McDuck. Um, I'm still scrolling. Copeland said Bryce Young is baby Yoda. Yeah, I've seen that before. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Bryce Young. And uh, final one, Big Cat Dan, when we were talking about the approval rating of some of these coaches, Big Cat Dan said, Canales does have a Super Bowl ring, or as Wes likes to say, a blingy with Seattle. Blingo. He does got a blingy. He also could have gotten another one had you not had the whole Malcolm Butler interception. But he does have at least one blingy, and that does matter. All right, let's get to some of these picks so you can get some blingies from Mr. Shroppy on Underdog. What kind of picks you got for the people here today, Shroppy? Am I playing my bed? Can I play play my special bed? Sure, if you want to. That's fine. Oh, boy. You got to have it ready, though. Yeah, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> money, money, all, 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 
Okay, so I have some uh, I have some basketball plays for tonight, and then also uh, two for some football games this Sunday. But we'll start with the ones for tonight. So for the Hornets, I have Brandon Miller higher than 18 and a half points. Maybe, yeah, like it. Maybe, yeah. He's been hitting the over on everything. Mm-hmm. So if you go with over on Brandon Miller, then he has put. A little bit more change in your pocket. I say yes. I like it. Brandon Miller has been that score for them. And think about it. Played 39 minutes in the first game post Terry Rozier. He's going to get a lot of opportunity. Do you like the over on 18 and a half points? Yeah, they're playing Houston. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. And then uh, also for the Hornets tonight, I have Nick Richards higher than nine and a half rebounds plus assists. Rebounds plus assists nine and a half. Mm -hmm. I like it. For Nick Richards? Maybe yeah. even, I honestly, maybe even just rebounds. He's playing a lot, too. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over. I'll take the over on that as well. Overs are more fun anyway. Yeah, always. And then uh, for the Houston Rockets, as much as I hate picking this guy, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Oh, man, I can't tell. I mean, that seems like it's possible, but I have not been keeping up with Dylan Brooks as much this season. So are techs allowed here? Techs are not a part of it. Technical <laughs> no, fouls. Okay. No, I don't think so. All right, that'd then, be awesome. Uh, all right, so then maybe I go with the under on that one. But that's your pick. And do you have any more a part of this package? Yeah, one more. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas higher than nine and a half rebounds. I will take the over on that. Valanciunas, Hornets killer. Jonas Valanciunas says. All right, now let's talk about conference championship weekend. Yeah. Wes, the floor is yours, man. As you wear the 49ers shirt, what are you thinking about this Lions 49ers matchup? Uh, I do feel like that last week the 49ers knocked some of that rust off. Uh, I do expect them to play a lot better, and um, you know, I'll I'll go out on a limb here, and I'm not just saying it because my team. I just think that uh, more times than not, when you have a top seed like that that gets the bye week, if they can just get through that first game. Um, that can mean a whole lot. And so to knock that rust off, because you look at Purdy, McCaffrey, they didn't play for three weeks, roughly. Uh, I think Debo plays. Not sure how effective he'll be, but I think if I know Debo, he's going to go out there and get it in. But I expect the 49ers to win decisively. It does Um, feel like there's a buffer zone where you're like, okay, it was a whole game for San Francisco. And then it was like the first half for Baltimore when you sit a game. It's the classic is the momentum. Do you, would you rather yeah. play to keep the momentum or mm-hmm. do you want to be as healthy as possible? And then it does take a little time to get back into that rhythm. And it did take San Francisco quite a long time. Yeah. Especially in the rain, though, too. Like that matters when right. we're talking about Brock Purdy. Just tough to play in the rain sometimes. So who you got? I think San Francisco wins. All right. I do. I don't know what kind of score I would give you, but I think the running game is something they're going to be able to lean on. Shanahan does get a little too cute in these playoff games, as you mentioned. But I expect them early on, man. He's going to cook up some stuff, especially nice dry weather. Mm -hmm. They can get out there, man, and and, uh, get to running around on that fast track. What do you think, Shrop? I think that the Lions are going to surprise the 49ers defense. Uh Uh-oh. I really do. (laughs) I think – but that's good for you because we see it all the time on TV mm-hmm. when the whole panel picks one team, they yeah. lose. Yeah. So Shroppy's helping you out here. Yeah. Okay. Lions. But yeah, with just with the Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery combo, I think that's so good. And then you have Amon Ra and you have Sam Laporta who's getting healthier again. I think the Lions just, I think they might just want it more. 
All right, we'll spit it out. They're gonna. How could they want it more than the team who lost in the NFC Championship game cause they because they quarterback got hurt on the second Detroit play? Because Detroit had been there, yeah, but, but Detroit hadn't been there. They don't even know what this, this is, is like. True. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They don't know what this is like. And you're talking about a team that last year had Super Bowl aspirations. Quarterback goes down on what the second play of the game, and that's all they've been thinking about since it happened. But that's okay. Your opinion is your opinion. I respect the One strive. thing I'll no say, 49ers do struggle stopping the run. Like in short yardage situation, they the numbers bear that out. They've been struggling. They, Aaron Jones I mean, just ran all over them. Yeah, he did. He brought some runs, but like I said, man, it was over was, 100 yards. I, I'm weak. not saying I'm not saying weak. it's a bad defense. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that you are you saying that. You gave me hell of stank face. <laughs> like you were. Well, they can't be a perfect unit. It's not 85 Bears. It's not even 2022 49ers defense. They are taking a little bit of a step back. Yeah, they're this number year. three in the league in rush defense during the 92 Dur- yards a game. What about second half? Postseason second half. They're starting to trail. We play one game. Well, but well, I'm just saying second half, too. <laughs> they play one game coming off of them playing I'm a half a game two and a half weeks prior. I'm saying nine. I said second half, too. I didn't okay. say just the postseason. I'm saying postseason and second half. I was trying to give a larger sample size. Okay, we'll see what San Francisco. <laughs> right. I gave them the win. AFC, we got a couple if, other things to get to if, before if we get out of here. If they win 100 nothing, then I'm disrespecting them. A- that's not what it is. All right, let's go to the AFC. I got Baltimore. I think that's a team on a mission, and I love Kansas City. But Baltimore, like, they, even in the games they lost this year, I mean, they have been fantastic all year long. Give me Baltimore. I am so sick of seeing the Kansas City Chiefs win. I really want to see Lamar. I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar win a Super Bowl, so I'm I'm rooting for Lamar here. This is so hard. I it love is. Lamar. You know this. But, man, Michael Jordan coming up in there. It's Michael. Michael You're Jordan right. kept a lot of great players from getting rings and getting stuff. All week I was on Baltimore close. But, man, I ain't going against 15. Yeah. I ain't going against 15. San Francisco and Kansas City rematch Super Bowl. I think Mahomes looks at this as fun. All right. It's, it's Michael Jordan. And then – who is going to be the Michael Jordan for Royal Rumble this weekend? <laughs> All right, two things really quick. Uh, my Royal Rumble prediction, uh, just looking at the odds, CM Punk is the favorite. But I'm going to go with Gunther. I think Gunther is just a dog of dogs. I think he's just a mean, nasty rascal. I think he gets it done. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to go to the Canes game go Canes. Uh, this weekend. Uh, my mom get to go out there because of her. They're having their six annual hockey talks game that encourages conversations about mental health and reducing stigmas. Players will be able to uh, wrap their uh, sticks in green, uh, green tape and things of that nature, man. So that's going to be fun. I always look forward to going to Kane's games. And it's for a great cause. So that's going to be a lot of fun, too. Trappy, do you have Boom any Royal there. Rumble breakdown for us? Or do you just want to give us a quick Kane's breakdown? Colin uh, went with CM Punk. I honestly know nothing about wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was asking for Kane's. Do you have any Quain's, uh, Kane's takes? It'll be interesting to see what goalie they roll with. Uh, Ronta had a good game last night, but also Spencer Martin had a good game two days ago against the Bruins. I just hope it's a good game. They keep this rolling before the All-Star break. Uh, that's all I got to say. Go Canes, and I'm jealous of Wes that he gets to be there. So <laughs> That'll do it for Wes and Walker, providing a second day of full-on canalysis. We will now pass the baton Smoke, off. who you got winning? All right, go ahead. Smoke is hopping on here. What you got here, Smoke? Uh, one Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Okay. All right, there we go. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> That's the voice of Smoke. I'm sorry, Smoke. I don't. I'm sorry. You can give him a breakdown on your show. It's the Kyle Bailey Show with Willie P filling in again, still alongside the great Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.